Welcome back to The Flowering Compass, a teen's journey to self-discovery. My name is Maddie Seal, and today on the show we have Chandler. Chandler is a rising freshman who hopes to be a software developer one day. Welcome to the show, Chandler. How are you doing today? Um, I don't know. I just dropped in here being like, ah, you take an opportunity when you can, eh? Yep. Well, so where are we starting at, eh? I would love to talk to you about software developing because you want to be a software developer. Why why that? Um I like computers, I like video games. I'm like I'm going to go make them now. <laughs> and so I did. So that's kind of an underway thing. You're at the moment making video games? Uh, I'm taking a break. Burnout is a thing, so yeah. But you do make video games. How did you? How did you come? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, how did you get into that somewhat of a business of making video games? I didn't. It's not a business right now. It's more like a hobby because I'm kind of trash at it, but I'm slowly improving. Um, so like, uh, it was like back back when I was in fifth grade. Um, my dad introduced me to a video game making engine, a, a game engine called Unity. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go code with this. And then I rage quit because of how hard the initial the initial learning curve is. And then I'm like, all right, time to grind. So I came back back at sixth grade. I'm like, I'm going to start going to make, I'm going to go make video games now. And then, yeah. I've made three so far. One of them, I think I, it was four, but I took down one of them because of how low quality it was. I just wasn't proud of it. Yeah. And do you enjoy school? I enjoy the social aspects of school more than actual school itself. Like I would go to school purely for the social because like it's fun it's more fun than actually learning yeah and what kind of aspects but about everyone's different in it yeah yeah for sure everyone's different some people like the social aspects and some people like you know more of the actual school aspects and is there any part of the actual school kind of learning aspects that you enjoy um it depends on um it, this changes depending on what teachers I have. Like, if I have a teacher that's actually entertaining, I'm actually I'm actually gonna have fun for once while learning. But if the teacher's like, pull out your textbook, boys, we're gonna go to this page, this page, and this page. I'm going to get in trouble. I don't care <laughs> because of how boring it is. Yeah. And do you have any goals when it comes to school? Like, maybe you hope to like get into a certain college perhaps um i would want to get into mit but that's michigan michigan no way wrong one um i think it's michigan i don't know uh um so i would get into mit but i don't feel like moving out of arizona so usa it is sorry asu that's I find that a little interesting that you would not move out of the state if you had the opportunity to go to MIT just because you want no, to stay. No, May, I have I have friends. I have friends here and someone I care about over all the way out of Arizona. I'm not just gonna take up and ditch. 
So you would say you're a loyal person? Uh, I guess so. I guess so. I never really judge myself with words. Like, I'm a extrovert, introvert, kind, mean. I never judge myself with that because those type of words are relative. You got to listen to everyone else when it comes to those things and be able to take criticism because mm. that criticism might help you someday. Yeah, and that's that's actually kind of a really powerful message kind of wrapped up in there is to not, you know, tie yourself to specific words and say, I'm awkward, I'm an extrovert, I'm an introvert. Um, you know, that's a really powerful message is to say, don't, don't attach yourself to specific words. Don't, um, what's the word? Um, don't like, don't judge. yeah, don't judge yourself. Um, that's, that's not, you know, that doesn't help. It doesn't help saying that, oh, I'm just an awkward person. That, that doesn't help you be less awkward. And have you ever been peer pressured or felt really stressed about school? Peer pressure is everywhere. Uh, I, I usually just laugh off peer pressure and then stress at school. Have you ever heard of the thing called science fair or book reports? Very stressful things. I'm usually uh, the one that uses peer pressure as a joke. Like, do something silly, you're getting peer pressured to, even though only one person did it. And that person is usually me. Like, I use that as a joke, but I really shouldn't use that as a joke because sometimes it actually works. Oh, no. <laughs> getting flashbacks to this one time where I'm like, I ate a chip off the ground. And then this guy, I'm like, eat a chip off the ground. You're getting peer pressure too. And then you scoop, you scoop some of the gravel up and then eat it. Peer pressure is such a strong thing. Don't, don't use it. So you would say you have kind of bad experiences? So you would say you have like kind of bad experiences? Bad and good. Mixed, mixed reaction. Mixed, mixed experience. Why would you say it's mixed? Because I've had some really funny memories with it. It was so funny. And then the gravel, the chip with the gravel on it, that was just a bad memory. Like, ah, oh, dude, why would you do that? Hmm. Like, so you were the one peer pressuring other people. And I sometimes regret it and sometimes like it. Hmm. Were you ever, did you ever experience peer pressure? Everyone does. Excuse me? What kinds of peer pressure? Excuse me, everyone does. Um, not the t- not the t- kind that vaping, that gets you into vaping. More of like the kind that gets you to change your attitude. Like, you know? You know what I mean. The kind that gets you to eat chips off the ground? More like, if I wasn't peer pressured this one point in my life I would have just I would be this person that I am right now throughout the higher end of elementary but nope there was a dip of um annoying where it's like the bottom of it is very annoying while top is uh, not annoying I was at lightly annoying dipped to very annoying and slowly got back up to not lightly annoying Um. I'm sorry, I kind of lost you. So you mean you were annoying to other people? Yeah, um, I was annoying to other people and everyone in general. Yeah. So how was that kind of, how did you, were you aware that you were annoying? So oh, you were I was like, definitely I aware. Everyone was yelling. 
everyone was yelling at me to stop being annoying. Um, but when you have the fear of losing friends, even just one or two or three, it keeps you, it keeps you doing these bad things. So you were afraid to lose friends because your friends wanted you to be annoying? Yeah, it's like, it's like they're basically using the crowd of do it or I'll stop being your friend. Mm. I realized I had this way too late, way too late, like after all of that. And not, I didn't even realize that after I stopped being annoying, I realized it way after that. Like when I lost one of my friends, like they just stopped talking to me and they were like, well, um, it's not really fun to play with you anymore. I got new friends. I've moved on. Uh, I hurt. But, like, that's when I realized, ah, I hate losing friends. Yeah. And so you would say you were in kind of, like, you had some, like, bad friendship experiences. Yes, yes. If if the moment, the moment you see, the moment you see any sort of flag, just bring it up to them and be like, Bro, what is this? If it's an act accident, they're like, and they they will change. If they say it's an accident, they will change it. They should change it. If they don't change it, just ditch them, like outright, just leave them. Yeah. And what advice would you? What what kind of advice have you gathered gathered from that experience, and that you would like give to someone else? Pick your cards right, because when you're alone. It's better to go with cards than without cards. Because when you're alone, you've gotten multiple. There's some opportunities that are just taken away from you because you don't have friends, certain friends. When you pick your cards right, you want as many kings, queens, aces, and jacks. No, this doesn't mean as in how rich they are. It's more of their personality. Um, and unfortunately, I accidentally picked twos and threes, but I still picked aces and jacks. It was just by accident of luck and draw, and I definitely picked an ace for one of them. And, um, you know, when you talk about this idea of luck, would you say it's kind of ties into this idea? Because I firmly believe in the idea that the universe is on our side, that it's working for us, even if it doesn't seem like it in the moment um, there are things, you know, th- everything happens for a reason. These kind of like somewhat cliche sayings. I, uh, I personally believe in them. Is that what you mean by luck or do you just mean like luck? Um, pure luck. Luck is every part of our lives. It may seem like luck isn't actually a thing. Say you roll a dice, you would say that's that's luck. But it's the, the reason you got a six is because you threw it at that altitude, that amount of force. That's the only reason why you got a six. But there's always a, there are other ways to get sixes. You throw more dice. Yeah. And what, is, what does luck mean to you and what role has luck is Luck is just, when I think of luck, I think of, computer luck like it's replicatable if uh in a computer number random number generator if you go 
run through it enough times, run through a scene enough times, eventually it will repeat itself. It's just going to take about three million, but we can ignore that. Yeah. But and, there's only 60 cards in a deck, eh? Yep. And what role has luck played in your life? Uh, damn, I should know this after talking all about that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's just like, I guess I picked it up from my own actions because um, my own actions are part of them is just me saying, uh, I, I basically said, eh, why not? And just, and just went for it. And that's, in those t- times, it's not really one or the other, but I'm going to boil it down to one, in or, one or the other. It's either, well, it's either you draw an ace or you end up drawing a two. And a lot of the time, it's drawing an ace because I don't do it that often. But I, knew, I know if I do a, a bit more times, I'm going to start drawing two. Because equivalent exchange, eh? <laughs> yeah. And how would you, you know, is there like some sort of like way to say pick aces? Or like... Um, there is an... Um, when picking aces... In my analogy for picking cards and picking your friends, yes, there definitely is. All the cards are face up in the table, except you're, except you're only going by touch and sound. Hmm. And you're gonna rely. You're gonna have to rely on the cards you already have in your hand to figure out what card you're holding. If you have like twos or threes, they're going to make you pick more twos than threes. But if you have more aces and jacks or hell, even eight, seven and eights, they're going to make it, they're going to you more high numbers. And do you believe, because as I stated, I believe in this idea that the universe is for us and that everything happens for a reason. Do you believe in anything like that? Or do you think it's just luck and it can be replicated? There was just, I was watching this one anime. Yes, I'm a wee, believe me alone. Um, I was watching this one anime called Full Metal Alchemist. The law of equivalent, equivalent exchange basically boils down to anything that is taken must be, nothing is basically just the law of conservation of mass. Nothing can be destroyed, only changed. What you take away must be given back. And yeah, I basically follow that. And well, guess where it got me? Yeah, and would you say you're in a pretty good spot, friends-wise? Yeah, better spot than ever. I have decent friends. I actually have good friends now. Sure, they might not be kings and queens, but it's better than ones or twos and twos, I yeah, for sure. And where are you on your journey to self-discovery? Um, everyone's everyone's road is a different mess. It's they're all going to be confusing, and they're all going to be windy and have different branches. But mine, at the beginning, it started with two branches. I took the wrong path by. I tripped into the wrong path. Um, and then there was a branch back to the good side. I I took it wholeheartedly hating the bad path. 
Um, and then right now I'm basically just in a state where I'm like, I don't want to look too far in the future, but, and I don't want to look in the past, but the present's going by every moment. So I don't have enough time to look at the present. Hmm. So where do I look? And some people might not even have this step, honestly, though. They might just have a different step where, like, okay, I'm. they've, like, assessed their situation. They're like, okay, I have to look at the future. How far do I look at the future? They, they, they're probably going to they're gonna have that problem. And, well, that's up to you. Yeah. And where would you say, because you talk about after you kind of took somewhat of the wrong path, is when it split the back and you were able to take what you believed was the right path what was what was that like or what made you realize it felt it it felt so good um it was it wasn't uh an immediate realization it was like an overtime realization and then looking back then you realize you can only ever realize things most of the time when you're looking back Mm. or you're putting puzzle pieces together Mm. And what was the biggest challenge that you faced? Basically identifying that that branch back to the normal path, to the good path ever existed in the first place. Because I walked by that thing so many goddamn times. Looking back, it just, it's just like, why can I do it? Yeah. And you're using a lot of metaphors, but I would like if you would maybe, because I love the metaphors. I think they're great. Um <laughs> Um, I do. I think metaphors are really amazing. They make you really think. Um, but I would love just like what exactly happened story-wise if you were telling a story. Like what happened? Um, what caused you to trip into the basic, wrong path? And then what caused you to come back? Basically, um, when I swapped from elementary to junior high, um, I like, I was those friends who were pressuring me to be annoying just weren't there they were busy at the other high school at the other junior high so I'm like well right then I guess I start acting like myself and then I slowly started doing that again it took me a year to get back to the lightly annoying state and then took me another year to actually like settle down and why do you think you were annoying because he used that word a lot everyone else was telling me I was annoying (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh mate everyone was telling me I was annoying the teachers were telling me stop being annoying I was um my friends were telling me the, the good friends that I had were telling me stop being annoying it, it's not gonna help <sighs> yeah yeah so you were able to kind of overcome that just by yeah, was- you know the realization first, I think the first part is the realization. And then the second part is, well, how do I deal with this now? Yeah. Yeah. And do you struggle with any kinds of anxiety, maybe about friends or school? Um, it, my friends gave, helped me so much and I want to help them back, but I'm kind of bad at it. I, I don't, I don't know how to do so emotional support. I'm bad at socializing because everyone was walking away from me because whenever I socialized back then, I was annoying to socialize with. So I just, 
So they just didn't. So I have to basically. I'm trying to find a torch in the dark, basically. Uh, hopefully, everyone has heard this before. I hate stacking the needle if you haven't heard of it. Where have you been? Yeah, and how does that relate to anxiety? Is that kind of like somewhat of a social anxiety? Like, I'm not quite sure how to help my friends. Yeah, yeah, I guess it would be classified as social anxiety. And some friends have priority over others. But although, I want to give everyone everything, but when you have a cake, you need to feed the person who's the most starving, who's the hungriest. Yeah, so, yeah, I think, yeah, you know, you try to help the friend who's in need of help the most. But I think... You know, all of, all of, you know, I think everyone's at some point in their lives in a tough spot. And everyone, I think, all honestly, everyone at any point in their life could use help. They could use someone just to simply talk to about what's happening. No, I've actually had trouble with that, actually telling this stuff to people because it's something I shouldn't, I shouldn't have to be embarrassed about but I whenever I look back I don't see two three four five years of of lessons learned I see regrets Mm. well everyone who've actually told this to sees those are lessons what the are you thinking that was censored by the way Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, sometimes it's hard to to turn, you know, especially because that's, you know, that's a big regret um, to think that like, wow, I just really annoyed people all those years. Like that's a big kind of regret. So I can understand how it's hard for you to, you know, see those as lessons where from an outsider looking at it was like, oh, those are lessons. Stop being silly. You learned lessons from those. Um, Where as you being in that position, like, I was so annoying. Like, do you even know the half of it? Like if you're in that, if you're in your shoes, it's a completely different perspective than someone looking in is like, ah, those were just lessons. Like, no, that's kind of, that's, those are regrets. So I can understand how it's hard, you know, to see and move past. And um, another thing that's fully not helping is that people may People, it's not a guarantee that people will forgive and forget, especially not forget. Yeah. Yeah. And it can be hard for especially certain individuals to forgive and forget. And how have you kind of over time coped with and dealt with the fact that you feel annoying? Just go as fast as far as, and as, far as possible in life. Just like you don't have the time to think about it. Although I should totally be thinking about it. Uh. So you kind of ignore it and just move yeah, past it? Yeah, basically just ignore it. Move faster than it can, it can move. But in certain situations, when moving, moving great distances takes years, months, weeks, you don't want, I don't want that time. I want it to be day by day. I'm moving past. I'm moving farther and farther. I don't want that time to think. Although I should be using that time to think. 
I guess that now where I'm standing, not the future and past. You're a freaking therapist, by the way, Maddie. <laughs> what the frick? <laughs> You're a freaking therapist. I haven't told this to anyone. What? You're a therapist. You're a freaking therapist. We're just, we're trying. Go, go on to her, so- go on to her social media, guys, and spam therapist. <laughs> what? No, I just, we want to know what's going on. You know, I think it's important for people to hear other people's stories, you know? So we're, we're hearing your story. And it's an important story with a lot of valuable lessons. And now moving on is what influence has your family had on you over the years? Because I know you they're basically uh, they're basically telling me, "Don't do this. It's pretty stupid." But they never told me what to do. I had to find out myself. Now it wasn't on over the on their side. It wasn't their fault. It wasn't their fault. It's just. I never conveyed that I need needed it. And now I don't think they, I don't think they know. I don't think they still know. I haven't conveyed that yet. But like, uh, whatever. Uh, I'll, I'll procrastinate for a couple more years, you know? <laughs> yeah. And why, why don't you want to tell them? Basically, I like to move fast and as far as possible. But like my parents... Okay, we're going to sit down, we're going to talk, and then those talks last an hour. You see where it's going for one small thing yeah. to last an hour. Um, is, so you just, why, don't, why do you want to just get away from it? Is it just kind of like, I feel like it's somewhat of maybe like a defense mechanism. Like perhaps think, you, you don't want to like go into it. Like you don't want to, you, you just want to leave it all behind and continue to just bulldoze straightforward i'm thinking i'm just too lazy <laughs> i'm going as fast as far as i can and yeah i'm too lazy to deal with this wow uh, how great yeah so what are you kind of just going for because you you talk a lot about like you just you're heading straight for the future you just want to keep going and keep going what is your goal is there some sort of like goal um, that you have mostly personal goals i'll tell you later yeah um and what influence has your friends had on you? Uh, basically telling me what to do. And so in combination with my parents telling me what not to do and my friends telling me what to do, that, that, that's just like, that's just the catalyst getting shoved down my throat or something. I don't know. Wrong, wrong analogy. And how has how has that affected you? Because that's you know two kind of polar opposites almost. Is your family is telling you what not to do, and your friends are telling you what to do? How has both of those kind of together affected you? They're not they're not polar opposites. They're more like even though I don't I don't eat PB and J, they're PB and J. But what was they that? They, they just go together. And. Having, because, you know, one side's telling you what not to do, one side's telling you what to do. Um, has that affected, you know, you trying to, like, because we're growing up, you know, we kind of got to make our own decisions and become our own people. Has that affected you in any way? Like, now you feel like you can't make decisions on your own because you've always had the influence no. of your family? No, 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 no. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, you, you have no idea. Um, they've basically given me a... a like a baseline, like, like a foundation to make my decisions off of. 
like, oh, well, it's like you learn the core lessons from what people tell you, not from what good people tell you to do and not to do. You take the core lessons and then you use those core lessons to create new do's and don'ts. Yeah. And what has been the biggest influence in your life? Uh, this one person. I'm just going to call her Carmel. There's backstory, I swear. Uh, she's been the biggest influence on me. I'm not going to go any deeper than that. Leave me alone. All right. <laughs> Leave you, me alone. You don't have to. I won't push. Um, and I would love to talk about um, your friends and what they mean to you. My friends are basically just me, them keeping me in check. Like, they're basically just people who just tell me, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> basically asking me, what are you doing right now? Uh, and then I actually, uh, and then the, whenever I get one of those, what are you doing questions, like usually exactly, what are you doing? It's more like, why are you doing and I'm like, uh, yeah. And would you say you trust your friends or the friends you have now at least? Yeah, I trust my friends now. Uh, sometimes I go over to the friends that I shouldn't have trust and be like, guess what? And then I just, uh, I just be on them, bad man, give them bad manner, man, bad manner to them. Pro gamer. And what do you mean by that, like, bad manner? It's like, be like, I got be- I got better friends and more friends than you. I shouldn't be doing this. It's, it's, it sounds like a jerk move, but they were jerks to me, so. Kind of does sound but like But I still have move. some. But they deserve it, so. <laughs> Alrighty um, then. And what does trust mean to you, just kind of overall and in general? Trust, um, they're trust for a reason. Like, you fall back, you you uh, secretly give another person. Like, um, I've done this trust test on people I I shouldn't, I shouldn't trust on. Like, I've given them, I've like let them borrow something and be like, make sure you give it back and then see if they give it back or not and then confront them about it. They're like, oh, I forgot. If they genuinely be like, if they don't give it back and they genuinely go like, oh, I forgot, I'm sorry, then I'll just write it off as them actually forgetting. But if it's if something's off about it, I'm just going to keep a, I'm going to keep a bigger eye on them. Yeah. And just ignore that. <laughs> and circling back to this kind of idea of lucky is: would you consider yourself a lucky person? Um, I I assume my life is fifty fifty, but I haven't gone through enough luck times to go to say I'm lucky. At least I don't remember as much of that many luck events. Hmm. And you have this idea, yeah. And you have this idea of taking life seriously. What do you mean by that? Um, Life is just to me. Life is just a balance of taking it seriously and not taking it seriously. 
me, it's definitely like, think of it as a hundred percent bar. You're as like a pie chart. You're right. The non-serious definitely takes up a bigger region than the serious, but you gotta, you gotta know when to take things seriously and not take them seriously. Like it's an, it's an ACE, it's the ACT test. You kind of want to take that seriously. Yeah. Even though on the, on my finals, I didn't study for a single one of those. I didn't study for a single one of my finals. I haven't studied for a single one of my finals. Anytime my parents tell me to study, I just sit in my room and be like, I'm totally studying. Leave me alone. Oh, Chandler. <laughs> I've gotten A's on all of them. Leave me alone. Well, A's and B's. That's, that's good. Um, and... Would you say that, you know, your idea of kind of taking life seriously has something to do with the fact that you in the past didn't take things seriously? You said you annoyed people. So that for me, that kind of infers you joked around a lot. I was. Yeah, but like the type of unseriousness there's because there's like. Because like there's types of seriousness, like think of it as uh, think of it as chocolate as like uh, ice cream flavors now this is going to be a not popular opinion but like imagine like chocolate was the bad flavor the bad type of unseriousness and then strawberry is a good type of cereal i was definitely just throwing chocolate ice cream at people hmm. and then i and then i guess i started throwing more uh strawberry ice cream at people Yes, I hate chocolate. Yes, I hate chocolate ice cream. What are you going to do about it, huh? To each their own, Chandler. And kind of coming back now is, do you struggle with your self-image at all? Who doesn't? No, everyone does. I imagine everyone does, at least a tiny bit. Like, even those who assert the self-image on other people make others think of it they're gonna have to do it to themselves because else they would be considered a hypocrite right yeah and you'd be able to call them out for that and then don't smile yeah um currently my self-image right now is just basically more of the face area how that looks and so um um, it's more of the face area that I'm, I'm like, self-aware about. Like, if I'm not drinking enough water and my lips, lips get uh, cracky and stuff, I'm like, I, I, I nag myself about it. Like, even when I'm full-focused on something, it's not actually full-focused because it's always in the back of my mind when it's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in what specific things about kind of your self-image have you struggled with aside from, you know, your face? Are there any other aspects? Because of how I look at my path, it's, I, I want to be, I'm, I'm actually look at myself and be like, okay, am I annoying? Was I annoying? Like I look at it myself too seriously and second guess myself on those areas. Like normally like how it is is that whenever I second guess myself, it's always the wrong answer. Like that's why I never double check on my question on my questions. I start second guessing myself on even on the SH, even on those finals, never double checked. 
because I knew I would I would get those correct answers wrong, turn them into wrong answers because I doubled, I second guessed myself. Hmm. Yeah. And so you, you tend to be very self-critical. Yeah. Do you struggle with like negative self-talk at all? Um, I do. It's just, I never say it out loud. It's, it's a very minor thing, but I just never say it out loud. Yeah. And what advice would you have for someone that does really struggle with being extremely self-critical and having that negative self-talk? Don't take it seriously. Like if if it's like, if it's like, okay, I'm being really mean. If it's like something that affects everyone around you, like, oh, I was really mean or I, I, I was really annoying. Then yeah, take a look at it, self-evaluate. But if it's, Something like, oh, people will look at me this way. People people will think I'm bad. First of all, what people have you surrounded yourself with in? And second of all, just be like, okay, is this who I want to be? Just listen to the, this is who I want to be. Voice in your head. Yeah. And... What have you learned from this kind of whole COVID-19 experience and just being stuck at home all the time? I thought I didn't need social interaction. Like I thought I was fine being on my computer playing video games in my computer room. No, no, I I was not. No, not at all. It turns out I need social interaction. It's, it's really weird, trust me. I thought I didn't, but I guess I do. And kind of concluding it is what advice would you give to someone who is still struggling to figure out who they are? Figure out what's the problem and then we'll, and then after you figure out the problem, listen to what you want to be and what you actually want to be. Well, that is all for today, folks. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Chandler. It really means a lot to me that you could take this time out of your day. Now, I know you want to do an outro, so let's hear it. In a flowering road where there's so many cross-sections, so many winding paths, and so many different ways to go, it's nice to know that there's a flowering compass and a flowering map here to help you. Thanks for listening. See you.